being able to just come from a place of love. I, it's just, I always kind of go back to love because yeah. I feel like when we're all sitting in love, the right energies will appear at the right time and yeah. it will feel and sound exactly how it should. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, executive leadership coach, and author of the Be a Badass Six Tools to Uplevel Your Life. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you integrate who you really are with what you do. I call that living a badass life. Are you with me? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to your Badass Journey podcast. I cannot wait to share this conversation I had with Marlo Ellis today. It is so amazing to meet somebody that has such a strong mission in helping women find their voice and get on a stage and share it. It is one of those things that I personally, um, I've done it. Obviously, I've been on stages and spoken before, but every time I have to publicly speak, my heart races, self-doubt shows up, fear shows up. There's always something going on in my mind that makes me pause in regards to what it is I want to put out there. And it takes practice. It takes support. It takes tools. And it takes guidance to do it well and over and over and over again. But really, truly find your voice and connection with your own story and be able to share it with those who could really benefit from hearing it because then it will have the impact. And that's what Marlo is all about in her practice. So she's a coach of divine feminine leaders. She's a transformation facilitator and a transformation speaker and founder and visionary of the uncommon woman. Marlo is driven to share her voice of empowerment with women across the globe. And she's actually currently doing her tour of speaking engagements up in uh, Canada with her uncommon women's tribe. So her vision is to create a stronger feminine presence in life and in business through the destruction of fear-based decision-making and by building awakened, powerful connection between divine feminine leaders and their world. As you know, it speaks to a lot going on in today's world and trying to find a voice and make sure you're being heard. And so I know you will really benefit from this conversation and hear how we dialogue and balance between the masculine and feminine energies it takes to just stand and be true to you. And that's what her practice is all about. So I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and I can't wait to have you join in the, in the conversation with your comments and your posts and your shares and your likes as you listen to Marlo share her badass self with all of you. Thanks for joining. Welcome, Marlo. I'm so excited to have you here, everybody. I cannot wait to to just dive right in. So I'm going to because this is one badass you all need to know. Uh, Marlo, <laughs> please, please uh, welcome and please share with our listeners and our YouTube audience. Like, what um, are you up to now? What is your focus? And maybe a little mm-hmm. bit about the background on on how you got here, like how you I, came up with your business concept, but also you know, where you are in life. It would be great for folks to understand. That's juicy. So 
Uh, what I'm focusing on right now is the Uncommon Woman Cross Country Tour, which is this crazy idea that I had three years ago. And you know how those things kind of, they, it's like Elizabeth Gilbert when she talks about how ideas land on you. Yes. And you can either choose to acknowledge it or choose to let it fly away. And I actually acknowledged it, but I was like, I'm not ready for you yet, but I will, I will get to you and I promise you that it will be done. So um, three years ago, I had this idea to put women on stages across the globe. That was, that was the vision that I had originally. And, and I actually saw, it was so crazy. I remember lying in bed and seeing stages with like women, like thousands of women on the stage, which clearly is, you know, is logistically difficult. But I had this idea of all these women from every culture, every background, every, you know, have every language, every language represented, every continent, every oh. color of skin, all on one stage. And their goal was to just stand up and go to the microphone and share their story. And then the next one would come up. And it was just story after story after story. That was three years ago. And that's when the Uncommon Woman, the, the actual movement itself came alive. And I knew that I would do something that was a live event that would get women on stages, but I really didn't know how it would look. And actually I had so many people say to me, are you crazy? And this is so important. So many people said to me, are you crazy? Like, do you have any idea how much time and effort and money that this kind of an event will, you know, will require. And I said, no, I, I actually don't, but I knew that it would all come together. And so I waited three years and I waited until I felt ready as a leader until I felt like I had a big enough community that something like this could actually work. And I also really wanted to get super, super clear on what it was that I wanted to do. What was the, what was the intention, Right of yeah. this specific event. And so three years later, the first cross-country tour happens this fall. And I'm so excited, so excited about it. So it's September, yeah. end of September, September 29th, to October 20th. And I'm Beautiful. hitting four cities in Canada, Toronto, Thunder Bay, Calgary, and Vancouver. So oh, that's my focus. It. And it's truly just putting women who I have met and had incredible conversations with up on the stage and saying, here's your platform, share your story, share the lessons from your story. And really just this is your opportunity to shift people in their seats and to change lives, right? Yeah, it's beautiful building that so platform. Yeah, and that, and that platform um, is so needed, you know, to, to mm. not only create the tools and the skills, but also the space and the tribe of sorts that you have also put together of, of the support to do it. But I'm curious, like, right. what, what was the, when that voice showed up for you three years ago? And you felt that that was a shift you were going into. Had you been public speaking yourself? Like, was it something that you felt stunted voice-wise and you wanted to make sure you found a platform for voices, other voices, mm -hmm. so that they didn't... So tell me a little bit about how the idea came to mind and where you were in your career at that time or what you were focused on to now, mm -hmm. you know, create this amazing right. platform for women. Well, you know, all of the newbies out there are going to love my answer because I had literally been in the coaching biz about two months. Mm. And uh, I remember I was lying in bed and I already knew that the Uncommon Woman would exist. And the reason for the Uncommon Woman movement is because I had my own story of emotional abuse when I was in a relationship in 2011, 2012. And I felt really isolated and alone in that time. And I was suffering in silence at the time that it was going on because I didn't want to share with anybody. And so when I got out of that relationship and, you know, three years later, I had owned a gym and closed it to do the work that I'm doing now. And I remember lying in bed and thinking, what is it that I needed? 
What, what did I need back then that would have helped me uh, get through some of those darkest times and not feel so isolated and, and alone? And the first thing that came to me was a place where I could be really honest, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, social media was just ramping up. Facebook groups were just starting. And I thought, man, like a, like a social media platform, like a Facebook group, like that's literally how it started. And so, and just for those of you out there who are brand new, just because the idea is massive does not mean that it's not going to happen. And I knew that I couldn't do it right away. Yeah. I probably could have, but I wouldn't have felt as confident. Like what's so funny is right now, so many people say to me, don't you have any fear? Like, are you not freaking out? And I keep thinking, should I be? Cause I'm actually really not. And yeah. I've already decided that whoever shows up for these events shows up, but I'm not in a position where I'm freaked out and anxious. And, oh my God, is it going to work? So I think I would have been there three years ago. And this, at this point, I just know that it's going to be amazing and it will be impactful no matter what happens. Right. That's right. And right. so for me, it was really just a matter of locking the idea in and then working toward it for three years. Like every time I talk to a woman, I tell them about my movement and that's been over three years. And so you also get a lot of people say, yeah, you know what? That's amazing. I love that idea. So you also get a lot of like that social confirmation from your community, which is saying, we are, we are behind you, whether you do it now or in three years, let me know. Right. So that's, that's kind of how it started. But I think it's important for women who are maybe watching right now, who are just getting started. Often we come into this business, right? with a really big vision because we've already been around for a long time. Yeah. And so just don't let that vision go. If it's not, if you're not ready for it yet, that's okay. But don't like put it on a shelf, but don't forget about it. Like I was constantly talking about it, which is, I believe why it's been called in. I never let it rest. Never let it rest. I didn't even know when it would come about. I just talked about it as if it was already happening. Yeah, I, I think that's beautiful because when, when I work with my my clients as well, or mm-hmm. you know whether they're corporate or individual, whatever is going on, the number one thing, number one thing is clarity on that vision. Right. Where are we trying to get you to? Right. So when you know where you're trying to go, then the how shows up, right? Absolutely. Like the, all the methods now, especially with technology, like you were building, you're, you were bringing up, where we have all these new platforms places to speak, you know, and share our ideas, mm-hmm. our thoughts, solicit feedback, solicit help, like whatever that looks like. If you're not clear on where you're trying to go, then of course you're going to feel foggy in the mind. Right. You're, you're going to be um, feeling as though you're stuck and, and um, unfulfilled. You know, I love to focus on fulfillment. And it sounds like for you, with your transition into not only your coaching world, but after you own the gym and you got out of a disruptive relationship that made you feel smaller, where your voice was not heard, you had the clarity first to say, my voice matters. Mm-hmm. And then I want to help others have their voice matter. And that's right. your clear vision, right? So mm-hmm. everything you do now comes out of your mouth and action and everything because you have that clarity. And I love that you bring that up mm-hmm. for whatever phase you're in. You right. know, it's right. at whatever phase you're in and yeah. growth spurts happen along the way. <laughs> oh, do they ever, do they ever. And you know, you just, you never stop, right? You yeah. never stop. And also I really believe that when we feed that vision, we mm-hmm. grow so much faster. Mm-hmm. And there was a little period of time where I kind of had put it on a shelf and I wasn't acknowledging it because somebody had said something to me that really just scared me. And they basically yeah. were like, you're not going to be able to do this for a long time. You know, it's going to take so much 
energy and resources yeah. and you don't have time for this. And, and so I kind of was like, oh man, that, that's really crappy. And so yeah. I kind of, and it wasn't about the movement. It was about the tour. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of put the tour on a shelf and I didn't give it any attention for a few months. And did I ever feel the impact of that it, at a soul level? Nobody yeah. else knew, but I was like, man, I'm not acknowledging this thing that really, I, that I really want to happen. So as soon as I started talking about it again, that's actually when the ball got rolling. So that quiet time was the fall of 2017, strangely enough. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like, I think I was kind of like a lotus, you know, I was in the muddy parts. Yeah. I had to experience what it felt like to not manifest that vision. I had to understand how that felt yeah. in order for me to pull it back in and say, okay, we're never doing that again. Right. And so when, when I kind of blossomed up through the mud and kind of this whole thing came into blossom in January, it had been sitting on the shelf for a little while without much attention for me. And then when I came to and came out and gave it oxygen, I was just like, we're full on, you know? And I, and I probably, if you were to look back on that time in the fall, I can only imagine just because I know your energy and your spirit, you were, were you putting yourself into arenas that almost proved what you wanted to do would be true? Like, in other words, were you yourself going to different events and seeing um, speaking speakers out there and just mm. kind of helping you? Because sometimes we right. subconsciously, when we have a calling, and I know you know this too, it'll mm. show up regardless if we're focused on it or not. Right, right. right? So well, I think, you have any yeah, actually, actually, I think I, strangely enough, I think I did the opposite. Oh, okay. I think I avoided, I avoided things that made me feel as if I was ignoring, which I was, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I was actually avoiding the obvious, which was I was trying to not be around things that reminded me of what I wasn't doing. And because I attend events all the time. You right. know, when I was running yeah. my retreat in November, and I remember one of the women who was at my retreat just said to me, what's happening with the Uncommon Woman lately? And I was just like, blah, blah, blah. like I got all <laughs> jumbled. But so I was actually trying to avoid the thing that I needed to the most because I knew I knew that the next step had to be really big. I okay. knew that I couldn't just play small anymore with it. And not that doing something at the outset is playing small, but I had been doing it for two and a half years. Yeah. And it was like, either I needed to take the next big step or I needed to lay it down. And so yeah. the avoidance period felt really uncomfortable, but it was also super important because in January, when my girlfriend and I sat down at Earl's in Vancouver, a restaurant. Yeah. And with a pink highlighter and a white paper napkin, like those really crappy kinds, we actually wrote down the four cities and the four dates. Nice. And that was January. And I said to her, I started crying and I said to her, what's really crazy is I know it's going to happen no matter what. And she said, of course it is. And so I just needed somebody. And she actually had asked me, so what's going on with the uncommon woman? So same question, three months apart, two totally different answers. But I was ready. I was ready. So you have to be prepared right at the soul level, uh, to take on some of these big things because it's not a straight road either. You know, I've had all kinds of stuff happen along the way, but it just rolls off your shoulders a lot easier when you're so sure. It's not going to stop me. It's just going to be a bump in the road. Whereas maybe last year it would have stopped me. You know, I might not have continued. So yeah, yeah. It could have been a little bit more tripped up. And I really like that you leverage the pause. 
You know, sometimes we. Ooh, I just gave you goosebumps. (laughs) True. Pause. Yeah, because we basically push, 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 Mm. especially if you're entrepreneurial or trying to run your own hustle, or even even working for other people, where you're showing up for other people's demands of you, and you push, 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 and then you forget that you need the land. You need the takeoff and landing strip. Right. Like you right. need the time in between. You need the, the time in the air. <laughs> up in the air. Yeah. Before right? you can get to the air, like where, yeah. And then the, that, that slow, mm-hmm. you know, before you, it's like this, like our journeys go up and down. It's right. not, it's, it's, it's never a straight line oh, and yeah. we learn lessons along the way, but I love that you leverage that pause and you were true you to can. yourself through it, no matter how uncomfortable right. it felt. Yeah. It's something now when, I'm sure as a coach, you leverage all the time with your, with your uncommon women, um, trying to assist them and getting their voice onto stage. But it's, 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 it's so needed, you know, to give permission to pause, I think. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I, I help my clients do that as well. It it is, it, there's so much power in it because that clarity, like you had at the end, but also that certainty, like you're like enough's enough. You know, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of suffering too, when you're not fulfilling what it is you're, you know, you oh, want yeah. to see in life. Like it's a whole different kind of, uh, yeah. uh, you know, discontent. Right. I was, you know, I was actually considering the fact that I might not ever do a, a tour or a mm-hmm. live event. And it was heartbreaking. I mean, this movement is really everything to me. Everything yeah. that you see in my business moves people to stage, every yeah. single moving piece. And it's because that's really all I want. I, you know, it's funny because there are people out there who create events where they speak the entire yeah. day and that's great. And I, you know, I've done that myself, sure. but I'm actually in a place with the Uncommon Woman movement where I want to create events so that other women speak. And so for me, it's not really about like, oh, I'm not going to give myself the stage. It's that if I don't create the Uncommon Woman cross-country tour and the international tour, which is going to be 2019, if this doesn't happen, then what happens? And you need to be there, by the way, Ah, possibly on the stage, right? And if if I don't create these stages, they are suffering, like really, because there are women that say to me every day, Marlo, I have this incredible story and I really want to share, but I'm terrified of getting on stage. Right. Yeah. Say, well, that's, that's just fear, fear. We yeah. can deal with it. Right. You know, we want to just get you there. Right. So that's what, that's why this mission and this vision are easy for me because yeah. it's not about me. I think if it was about me and about getting myself on, I probably wouldn't have gone through with it to be quite honest. Like if it was just me doing a cross country tour, like Marla Ellis on stage, you know yeah. what I mean? I might've been yeah. like, I'm, I'm tapping out of this. this is well, just- you, you probably would have done it just to cross it off the list, but it wouldn't be as fulfilling. No, it wouldn't. And you know, I've kind of done that, right? Like you, I'm sure you run events or whatever. When you've yeah. done that, it's like, I've heard my, I've heard, I know what I need to say. I can, and the beautiful thing about social media now is we can get our own voices out there through so video, easier. through stuff like this, but to get other women, to get them platforms is different. Right. And I want to give them a real platform that not only physically raises them up, but also figuratively raises them up. Right. Like that's truly the, that's truly the point of the uncomfortable mature. So anyway, that's my focus. No, that's I, think, I think the question was, what's your focus? No, no, <laughs> it's, later, I'm like, no oh. it's great. I told you we'll be, we'll be going back right. and forth on different things. I would yeah. love it's just to all be- in my head right now. Right. No. And I love it. And the passion is coming, you know, is so clear and it's so, it is so needed because I also mm-hmm. think 
as women, you know, we vibe better in tribe, right? That's how you and I met, right? right? Like right. at Lori Harder's event this year and, and that connection mm-hmm. when you bring brilliant people together and you're able to, to, to energize yourselves through their energy uh, is a beautiful forum that you're now building. But I want to make sure that we define and understand, make sure our listeners truly understand what an uncommon woman, you know, means Mm. like what, who are you looking for or how do you define the fit match? What, you know, whatever that looks like, just so folks understand how you define what an uncommon woman is. Right. And I love that question. Every time I get asked that question, I feel like I have a different answer. Right. And I think it's, I think it's only because I keep meeting women every day. I speak to at least one woman, right. Yeah who has a different story. And I think, man, I need to add that to the list, right? Like she's got this characteristic that maybe wasn't top of mind for me with the uncommon woman. Who is the uncommon woman? She's a woman who is unapologetically courageous. And by that, I mean that she is really scared, possibly, possibly, you know, to step forward and to share her story. It could be that she has a fear of rejection. She has fear of isolation. She has fear of being judged. She has fear of dying, you know, being physically threatened by sharing her story. And crazy enough as it is, like that is a re- it's a reality for a lot of women. She's a woman who sees that her mission and her message are more important than her ego, right? And so she knows that she has something to offer, not from an egocentric space, but just from a, I have something to offer, you know, yeah. the good ego, the one that knows what your gifts are. Mm-hmm. And she is able to see that she can step away from worry and fear and she can step onto a stage, whether it's an actual stage or whether it's her own stage, whether it's a podcast or a Facebook post or anything and share her story and her hope, her hope. And this is probably the underlying, this is probably the underlying characteristic of every single woman in the movement. These are the only women that I want in the movement. Mm. Women who want to save a life or save a soul. That's Mm. it. Yeah. If you want to save a life or save a soul and you have a story to tell, you're an uncommon woman. Whether you choose to be part of the community, whole other thing. But these women are women who literally step forward and say, I'm more interested in not just helping people, but actually saving them. Yeah. Because you can help somebody by changing their tire, right? But yeah. what really helps somebody is saying, you know what? Get in my car. I'm going to take you to safety. Let's yeah. tow your car into town. So right. make sure that you're safe difference, right? So I want the women in this community to be so driven, as driven as I am to save lives and to share their stories and also to help other women share their stories. So the uncommon woman should have a ripple effect on the people around Mm -hmm. her, meaning that Mm -hmm. by sharing her story, she says to other people, you know what? You have such a powerful story and I'm sharing my story despite the pain, the risk, and the odds and all of the things that I thought you know, what happened to me, I'm here and I'm here showing you that you too can do the same thing. And if you share your story and then the people that you share your story with share their story, imagine the impact. That's an uncommon woman. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's, it's a very empowering stance for Mm -hmm. those who are questioning their power is, is what I'm hearing. It's, it's when, you know, like you have this innate energy and, um, gifts and voice that just want to come out, but you, you've kind of felt shut down or closed off or unheard. Right. 
right. and that courageous step to hold hands with you as you walk alongside them, to give them the tools, to give them the stage, to help them understand where and how to expand their voice in order right. to not only first help themselves, because us as women are always, we're a community-based energy, right? Like we're always mm-hmm. looking at that holistic, stretch our arms out, everybody is involved in our vision. Like it's very rare that you come across tunnel vision focused women that don't have the idea of inclusion or like, how can I help? How can I assist? That's our nurturing side. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the times though, and this was one of the topics that came up as I was prepping for our conversation was, you know, uh, I've personally gone through my own inner battles of the masculine energy versus the feminine energy in order Mm -hmm. to succeed, in order Mm -hmm. to put my voice out there, in order to be accepted and feel safe and free at the same time. Because honestly, I want both. I have that right. And that's that's balancing between that masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And knowing that the uncommon women set on the stage once they've gone through the work and the programs that you offer and the coaching and that ability to stand there and, and find that inner integration of those energies, right? But to be able to articulate it and get that toolkit, I mean, it's a, it's a right. beautiful thing. And I'm curious for you when you know, because I know you know a bit about that masculine energy, uh, masculine yeah. feminine energy battle, like how right. much of, of who you attract in is maybe needing to dial up on their masculine energy a little bit to stand firm and uh, empowered? <laughs> or, right. you know, how much is it dialing up the feminine energy to feel safe and trust the thoughts they're having. Mm. You know, do you, do you come across that at all or have any thoughts on that topic? Actually, I do. It's interesting that you're, that you're mentioning this because right now I'm working on this in my own life. So I feel like it's very relevant. I, as you know, you know, as entrepreneurs and as women who are CEOs or, or of our own business, so we spend a lot of time in that masculine energy. And so we can spend too much time there. We can actually spend like eight, 12 hours a day there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we get into our off hours, our off time. And that's when we tend to drop into our feminine energy. Not all the time though. No. Sometimes <laughs> we end up, we end up being the CEOs of the house and of the relationships and <laughs> it's really unhealthy. Right. And so one of the things that I'm working on my own life and I've actually been speaking about with my clients and just with women who are in the Uncommon Woman movement is that when we are in our feminine energy, we're receiving, mm-hmm. right? So we're creative, we're compassionate, we're empathetic, we're nurturing, all of the things that actually are the Uncommon Woman. Right. And so to be able to step onto a stage with authority and with posture or step onto a Facebook live or to run a program or to just stand in a coffee line, you know, and be able to stand there with posture and presence. But when somebody speaks to you, you speak from a, you speak from your feminine energy, which is so much more attractive as a woman. And actually, because it's a receiving energy, if you're an uncommon woman, the whole point is that you receive other people's energy and you hear their stories. And then what you do in, in return is nurture. Right. So I've been really working on my own feminine energy in my own movement because of course I'm in like CEO mode and I'm all in like organization and we got to do this. But as a woman, as an uncommon woman, I need to actually step more into my feminine energy because that's what women are drawn to. Women want to be more feminine. It's not that we don't want to be there. It's that that place has been perceived as weak and somehow manipulated, easy to manipulate, right? And so we, instead of getting stronger in our feminine energy, we've just decided to 
flip right over into our, our masculine energy. And that's often why we get into the situations that we get in because yeah. we want to be in this masculine energy and we get there and we don't know how to do it properly because it's not our, it's not our, not our, our energy as women is more feminine energy, you know? And so if we can just, I believe that anyway, if we can just really tap into what comes supernaturally to us, right. but allow it to unlock and unleash in that beautiful way, then we can also be in our masculine energy and still be balancing those two at the same time. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I can be the CEO of my own business, but I can still be in a very feminine energy as I'm talking about my business and my programming and the systems behind it and working with my team. I can still be in a feminine energy in that. And that's where I find that the balance has to be. And so a lot of the women who come into the uncommon woman are actually, strangely enough, in a very masculine energy mm-hmm. because they have been hurt and they have been wronged or they have had bad things happen and they're completely shut down, right? Yeah. And the whole point of the uncommon woman is to open that up and say, let's take a look at that and let's, yeah. let, let's look at the lessons and let's look at the love and how can you take this message or this experience that you've had and share it out and nurture Right? right. And then they open up into this beautiful, like, oh, that yeah. would be amazing. Like and the real me is being accepted. They, right. Yeah. And they drop yeah. into this beautiful energy. And then of course, as soon as things start to get scary, boom, they close the door. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, so I see a lot of that. I see extremes, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I also, I mean, in, in my practice and also my own journey, you know, I, mm-hmm. I work to try and integrate both energies when they're the most effective for the situations I'm in. Because right. the other the other challenge I find is that um, a female in a strong masculine stance mm-hmm. has been taught, especially in the corporate environments, right? Like we have had we have had to conform right. to certain behaviors in order to survive and succeed in certain environments, right? So it's also about the systems and the societies we live in uh, create that reactive space for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know wh- which one's effective in that space, and the so expectations like, are there, yeah. The, the expectations, but it's also, it's the only way sometimes, you know, like if I, if I look back into my past as the strong female that I am, um, I had to lean a lot on my masculine energy right. in order right. to succeed. And I used to, I mean, I used to be an executive and run right. technical environments that were very male heavy. Right. And it wasn't that they you know, I, yeah, I did have moments of disrespect, you know, of, of being challenged in a way that did feel like I was being shut down. However, mm-hmm. I always felt that I was worth enough to, to state um, my claim. And right. in order for me to state my claim in situations was me to like embody this like masculine energy and mirror what I was receiving as opposed right. to leveraging my feminine energy and and having that exchange you were talking about, which I feel right. like I'm, I'm building some mastery in now mm-hmm. um, after all these years, but it's also that self-acceptance that I can be successful in my feminine energy and right. integrate the, the effectiveness of my masculine energy and right. what I need to get done because the, it right. is an integration between the two. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think that's the ultimate evolution for all of us because some men also yeah. have, you know, high feminine energies too. And it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I think we're all dealing with to survive. Right. And to thrive. 
Right. And it's been such a confusing time, right? For us yeah. to, especially right now, you know, women are really stepping deeper into their feminine energy. You see it everywhere, but then you'll see them drop into their masculine energy and be like, I'm not accepting this anymore. You know, yeah. like, even like when fight. they're trying, even when they're trying to be in their feminine energy, I'm no longer going to accept anything. I'm like, that's very masculine energy. So you're actually <laughs> clearly gets what you just said, but being able to just come from a place of love. I, it's just, I always kind of go back to love because I feel like when we're all sitting in love, the right energies will appear at the right time and it will feel and sound exactly how it should. Right. And so when we can come from that space, then maybe we don't worry so much about the masculine and the feminine. We just worry about love and, uh, and everything else will work itself out because it can be really, it can be really challenging and confusing and exhausting. It is. You know, and it's just like what we want to do, like, I think you said this earlier, just embody both, like integrate both of them so that we can just always be in this really kind of like, it's the yin and the yang. So you're always balancing back and forth between the two, but you're always both. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and that both that is unique to you, right? Like that. Right. It's going to look great for everybody everybody because of what we're exposed to, what our desires are, Mm -hmm. you know, who, who we want to be and put ourselves out there. So that uncommon woman stance, you know, that you help, uh, folks create is, is that delayering, like you said, of how they show up initially based on the work you help them to understand who they are and then finding that voice and practicing to find what fits, you know, I think that's why, you know, the podcast is called your badass journey is that everything's a journey. And we, you know, like there is no just like one size fits all that everyone jumps on and it, it, and it looks, you know, amazing, right. you know, all yeah. the time. It's, right. it's the fact that we all have the ebbs and flow of where we want to be in life and, Absolutely. and choose the platforms we want to express that on. And I love that about, you know, your practice and, and your mission really, because it, I think the more we're able to find the environments that we can, that we can express ourselves fully in and be truthful about and, and assist and save lives and have that ripple effect. Like you're talking about, I mean, it's just a beautiful, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful place to be, you know, like, and that is love that is leading with love. And that's awesome. It really is. Yeah. That you're doing and so, that. and so that's, that's kind of, you know, when you're looking at the uncommon woman, she's a woman who maybe is standing on a stage and she's able to be strong and she's able to give, right. Which is the masculine mm-hmm. energy, the giving, Right. And she's able to stand on that stage and share and have that strength and that presence, that posture, but she's still able to, in the same, be very nurturing and loving and all of those things. And her presence is very feminine. It yeah. was in that masculine posture. Yeah. So that's the goal. Right. Mm-hmm. And would you say that the, the foundation, I, I mean, what just came, the word that just came to mind was self acceptance first mm-hmm. before anything? I mean, do you think that, does that have the, any, does that resonate at all in, in the work that you do? And, and it's, it, it does, it's not first, it's self-love is first. Self-love. Self-love okay. is first, but I feel like, you know, self-acceptance is certainly a really important piece of that. So, you know, you're right in that. Yeah. There's kind of the umbrella of self-love. Self-acceptance is part of that. Right. right. Yeah. And so, but self-love is actually one of my five values for the uncommon woman, you know? And the reason for that is until you step on a stage, you, until you love yourself, like truly love yourself, you cannot stand on a stage and share a story that, that, that is that painful without any emotion that's negative or blaming or 
uh, unforgiveness or anything like that. You can't do yeah. that until you're in that space of self-love, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. part, of the, part of the message of The Uncommon Woman is that we take 100% responsibility for our story. And so we go up on stage and we share it, but we don't share it from the, he did this to me and this is what happened. And that's not what these taught. Like when these women stand on stages, that is not how they sound at all. Right. This is my story. This is my side of my story. This is my perception of my story. This is the part that I played. This is what happened. And this is how I've come through. Right. And so self that's self love, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you have to, you have to accept who you are to be comfortable on the stage. Right. But the self love piece is really about, you know, am I able to convey this message without judgment? Mm-hmm. Just as a transformational piece. That's right? beautiful. Yeah. It's hard. It can be hard, right? Yeah, if, especially if there's somebody on the other end of your story that you feel that has harmed you in some way. And mm-hmm. maybe they have, right? And so it's okay to say, this hurt me. I didn't call this in. I didn't ask for this. I didn't manifest this. I didn't deserve this, right? But it happened. And yes, it actually happened to me. It's something that happened to me in my life. But does it define me? No. All of the things that I've learned from it are pieces of me now. That's important, right? Yeah, That's as long as that dysfunction isn't what's leading you, right? Like right. it's it's something that yeah, you right. you you are on the other end of it. And then, um, but it's not leading your actions. I mean, that's what I talk to my clients about all the time. I always say, let go of what no longer serves you, mm-hmm. you know, in order to make room for you know, where you're meant to be now and, and how you choose right. to live now. Right. So. And I think that there's a, yeah, I agree. And I think that there is a space and a time where you're in that. And that's part of the journey. I mean, I know when I went through my abusive relationship, there was a time where I, there's no way I could have gotten on stage and shared my story because I was still struggling. I was still reeling from the pain. I was still very accusatory. And it was all part of that that lesson because I didn't feel good in that time at all. I was really unhappy there. And so I needed to be in that space to recognize that that wasn't a good space for me to stay. And as soon as I forgave him, which was really quickly, people used to say to me, how did you forgive him so quickly? Like really forgive. And I said, I couldn't, I couldn't stand being that sick. I was drinking a lot. I was depressed. Um, I was really, I was having suicide ideations. I was in a really bad space. And there was no way that I could stay in that space. And I knew that the moment I released him and released any blame whatsoever, that I could free myself of all of that. And it really did, you know? And so I think that that's an important part of our journey. And there are people who come into the Uncommon Woman movement who are there and I accept them with open arms into the movement because we need to see that this is part of the pain and part of the progress, but it's really amazing to see them like a year down the road yeah, and they're, and they're so in such a different headspace and yeah. they're talking about how they're really excited to share their story and that they have forgiven and they understand all the lessons. I'm like, wow, that's yeah, just time. That's beautiful. That's time. Yeah, know, that is time. Yeah. yeah. And it's I'm really that up in the air, pause time, right? Yeah. Like they're yeah. floating. They'll be back <laughs> but right now. They're just, you know, <laughs> and I, you know, and I, I love that you brought up forgiveness because that's the word that was coming mm. to mind too. I, I, I train folks on that as well. And because the value, when I learned that skill set, like oh. how to, how to actually truly forgive and leave it there, you know, and realize mm. that it, it's, it's not your story to carry anymore. You don't have to walk around with all that baggage changed 
my life completely. Like it, it shifted energy to, to, to put myself on platforms like this and not worry about being judged or judging myself before even starting. Right. Like that was my mindset back then. And until I had to forgive all the critical mind judgment, pain, emotional abusers, like everything that had led up to a point of dysfunction in my own life that I did, I had a choice whether or not to carry that skill of learning how to forgive and believing in it, it mm. like it shifted, shifted my world. And so I'm really glad you brought that up because I do think it's a, it's a tool and it should be in everybody's toolbox to leverage skill. when it's you're, a skill. it's a skill. It is. Yeah, it is. Learn. And I, and I believe that, you know, I work on forgiveness every day, every yeah, day, me too. every day, whether, every day. whether it's my own forgiveness or yeah. I thought that I had forgiven something, but I still harbored it a little bit. Yeah. And it, it usually comes up when I see something and I'll be like, Mar, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Stop the bus. We didn't, uh, we thought we worked through that. You know, we being me, myself and I, uh, right? I feel you girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we got work to do there. And uh-huh. every once in a while, one of my biz besties, Michelle Cooper, who is an uh, incredible woman. She does, she's on common woman, but she does incredible work with women and money. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of forgiveness to be done there with women and money and our money story and all of us. And, yes. and uh, she and I will ha- be having a conversation and she'll say, whoa, you know, and, I'll say, and she'll say, I think there's a little forgiveness that needs to be done there. And you know, so even just forgiving ourselves and yes. understanding that, you know, we're so hard on ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so constantly forgiving yourself as well as forgiving the other people. If, if there's other people in this situation, it's super important because we all have our own responsibility for anything that's anything that's happened in our lives, we have some responsibility, whether we yes. were just there or right. whether we were full on partaking. Right. right. And so we right. have to forgive ourselves. Yeah. I think, and, and to me, it's like, you can analytically be over something, but you won't get emotionally over it unless you go through some sort of forgiveness pa- uh, practice, mm-hmm. you know, because we can, we can justify something in our mind. I'm over that. Oh, I'm so over that. But if you're doing it with such a harsh energy, there's an emotional forgiveness that needs to show up in there just for that mm-hmm. true, true release, right? Like there's, because our minds can try and take over and negate what our heart really needs in order to heal. And it's just a, it's an amazing uh, practice for sure. This yeah. has been, this has been such a cool conversation and I know we're going to have many along the way. So I want to, um, acknowledge you, Marlo, for sharing yourself, a little mm. a piece of yourself and your practice with all of us. And, and really, really thank you for taking the time. I would love for you to share with folks how they can be in touch with you, how if they, there is an uncommon woman listening, that's ready to jump into working mm. with you. How should they love that. connect? So obviously the uncommonwoman.com and on Facebook, on social media, I'm actually the uncommon woman. Okay. So on Instagram, it's at the uncommon woman on Facebook at the uncommon woman. And then you can just connect with me as well on my Marlo Ellis Facebook private page. But generally my social media is the uncommon woman. And so people can find me on there and just follow, just follow the, the movement and what's happening. And slowly kind of, you know, building up momentum as we get to the tour and as more women kind of you know, I kind of think of like Velcro to, you know, they're kind of sticking to it. And then they're saying that there's momentum happening there. So just follow me there. Yeah. That's incredible. And the uncommon woman, I actually have a Facebook tribe of where women who are uncommon women are gathering. Mm -hmm. And it's a really interesting place because women come in there and they share their stories, you know, very openly and candidly, and they don't really do that anywhere else. And so 
if you're somebody who just needs a place to kind of put it out there and it's not a negative venting space, it's, this is my story. And then all these women come in and say, mine too. Yeah. And that's, that's the power of the Uncommon Woman is creating community around our pain. Really? Yeah. The, yeah. Whole, the whole movement is based on the pain that we carry, mm. you know? And so we need to create a really sacred space for that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I, um, I appreciate you sharing all that you are mm. and putting yourself out there. And Thank you. you are one of my true badass colleagues and, and friends. And I, I, I just adore being a part of your journey. Mm. So thanks. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. And thanks everyone for listening and um, check the show notes to connect with Marlo. And again, we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.